the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all, all things financial money, investing and more. Thanks for listening to the show. We are in summertime months. Summertime months means something along the lines of um, what does summertime months mean? Oh, doldrums. You're going to the beach. You can go to Europe now. You can learn to surf. Get outside. You want to stay away from the southern states as COVID's rising because they have the least amount of vaccinations. The states with the most amount of vaccinations are seeing the biggest declines in COVID. There's your antidotal proof. Um, But summertime tends to mean we ignore Wall Street ever so slightly. And that's okay. There's something that's, there's two phrases. There's the sell in May and go away. But there's also the concept of the June swoon. Is that going to happen this year? I'll tell you, if it is, it could start on Wednesday when the Federal Reserve releases their communications. Total retail sales decreased 1.3% month over month in May, while retail sales, excluding autos, unexpectedly decreased 7 tenths of a percent month to month. Um, So we're seeing some decreasing. And what's the key takeaway of a decrease in retail sales? It's a good question, right? Because we keep hearing about inflation bubbling and percolating during the summer. But if sales come back, it could become inflationary, right? It could be more sticky. Sticky is the word that people don't want to see. I did an interview with um, – a strategist yesterday that we'll play some parts of here and there, but you can get the whole copy of it at Rob Black's show. So I did an interview with a strategist, and this is the second one I've done with Adam Phillips. And one of the things he talked about was the stickiness of wage labor versus the, the non-stickiness of like gasoline prices. We've seen gas at $4.50 a gallon. We've seen gas at $2 a gallon. We've seen it at four We've seen it at 2 That's not very sticky. But wages, when they creep up from $13 an hour to $14 an hour to $15 an hour to $16 an hour, rarely do they go but $15 an hour to $14 an hour to $13 an hour. They're not very they're, – they're very sticky. They stick on the higher numbers. So that's going to be kind of what we're watching right now. The producer price index increased eight-tenths of a percent month to month. That's massive inflationary. They're up 6.6% year over year. Producers, they're the people who make stuff. Now, they're not the biggest part of our economy. The biggest part of our economy are, is services, the people who service us, not the people who make stuff for us. But I would be remiss if I didn't you know, at least talk about it, right? 
anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about on this show. I pride myself on that. Um, however you want to play the game and approach the game, I'm cool with, um, you know, up in our game, so to speak. So stocks are, I think, in a wait and see type of mode at this point in time. Maybe not 100%, but at this point in time. Will the stock market take a breather? What the second half of 2021 is going to look like for you, a 35-year-old young man, or for a 45-year-old married couple, or for a 60-year-old man and wife heading into retirement, this back half of the year could mean dramatically different things. So, and I think that's where the mental struggle of is the market overvalued or not? We really do approach it from multiple angles. The NASDAQ, the S&P 500 were both up yesterday. The S&P 500 playing with that record highs again, just it's there. Tech stocks propelled the NASDAQ to a record high. Oil prices briefly hit their highest level in more than two years. The oil prices is a big story to me in large part because in theory we're consuming it or OPEC thinks we're going to consume a lot more of it higher demand in the real time but also anticipation of higher demand and lower output for crude that's where it kind of turns into a problem that lower output so not doing a good job of pulling it out of the ground British Prime Minister Boris Johnson delayed the loosening of COVID-19 restrictions from June 21 to July 19 because the spread of the new Delta variant. I don't know if you missed the news because I did when this happened. We're now calling the things the Delta. We're now calling the variants Delta instead of saying the the variant from India or the variant from Brazil of COVID in large part because we don't want to come across as racist or nationalist or putting down a country for quote unquote, maybe being dirty and, you know, ridden with a virus. We are very sensitive in America right now. I wonder what they're calling it in the world press. Maybe, you know, the whole, the whole Wuhan China, the China flu. That's not cool. And I get it. I don't know if I like the Delta variant because to me, I'd like to know what part of the world is it going crazy in. Delta doesn't mean much to me. So I think the bottom line here that I want to get to is Boris Johnson has delayed the uh, opening of the UK until July 19th versus June 21. Today is the day that California reopens. There's a concert going on um, in a park close to me. I'm not going to go to it, but we're trying to have a party is what I'm getting at. And Boris Johnson said, let's give it one more month because we're seeing the numbers pop. I've already said in this segment, the numbers are popping in southern states, which haven't been vaccinated, including Texas and Florida, Georgia. But they're not popping in other parts of the country. For which, let's give a shout out to Vermont. Um, Vermont is for vaxxers. There used to be an ad campaign, marketing campaign called Virginia's for Lovers. Vermont has lifted its remaining pandemic restrictions weeks ahead of schedule after blasting past the vaccination goal of 80% of the eligible population. They're the first state to hit 80%. It's considerably ahead of the national vaccination rate of 61%. And now Ben and Jerry's is thinking about naming an ice cream after 
um, the state, I guess, because they're from Vermont, right? So Pfizer food. What do you think of that name? No, no. Chocolate chip cookie dose. No, no. Half vaxxed. <laughs> Morning Brew puts together some silly concepts and some silly ideas, to say the least. Uh, but take a look at some of the other stories. Yesterday, there was a big um, <clears throat> implosion in the world of electric vehicles. Now it's the second one. Lordstown came into the PR CNBC world and said, we have a truck that's going to kill Tesla's um, electric vehicles. <clears throat> Only problem is their CEO and CFO are leaving the company because something is massively wrong in their kitchen. And this is the second one. What was the other one? Do you remember Nikola? Nikola was an electric shock startup that went public. SEC is looking into the, whether or not they have technology or not that they're saying the video. <clears throat> it's good to be the king of your Tesla. Everyone else looks like, how shall we say, poppers, not princes. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. So one of the things I try to do on this show, and I, I know that I fail, is I try to be apolitical. I think trying to approach investing with a non-bias or as best of a non-bias as you can is the right way to approach things because we have seen Wall Street work with Democrat presidents and with Republican presidents. And we have seen Wall Street work with a split Congress or Democrat Congress or Republican Congress. Um, we've seen it work. So I try to be apolitical. More and more news is coming about about the Trump administration, the Department of Justice, and how Trump pressured the DOJ to challenge election results. I don't really care about that story personally on the aha moment or the that's no big deal. Every president does it moment because if you're Republican, that's what you're going to say. If you're Democrat, you see it as a smoking gun. I get that. What I see it as is the amount of information that Apple has on us that they have to share with subpoenas, which are a little bit different than uh, unlocking a terrorist phone. When the Justice Department and the department knocks on your door and says, here, we have a subpoena. We need to see Rob Black's records. Apple has to comply. And when you're asking for thousands and thousands, it's a, of, of people's data it's a little overwhelming. Apple's not in the business of figuring out Department of Justice subpoenas. And they legally have to comply with them, right? They don't legally have to comply with a state-run government that says, we need you to unlock the phone. What's interesting to me about this is the amount of information that Apple has on us or Facebook has on us. And for the record, my opinion is Apple will never be a social media company. And Facebook will never be a hardware company. More on that in future episodes as Facebook's wrapping up a watch that looks pretty much so already dead on arrival. But I do like more and more what Apple's saying of if you don't want it to be tracked by apps, we'll turn it off. 
But that doesn't mean that Apple doesn't have information on us. And let's say I was in a flirty relationship and we sent risque PG-13 pictures to each other. And I happen to be running for office or I happen to be um, a principal at an elementary school. And these are PG-13, but still a little more risque than you think of as your principal at an elementary school. It's disturbing to think of how much information we voluntarily give up on ourselves. And again, it's not so much that we do anything wrong. We do do some stuff wrong. At what point in time does the Department of Justice ask Apple, hey, can we see Rob's phones to see if he was texting while driving? Hey, can we see Rob's phone to see if he was going over 100 miles an hour? Why would it be on the phone? Because your phone has a motion sensor in it. I don't like it. I think it's a really big story. I think it's one of the bigger issues that technology has to work around. And who's going to be the winner? I don't think there's a clear-cut winner yet. I do know that I'm working on, for the end of the week or next week, I'm going to start putting together an exclusive podcast only for podcasting. And one of the very first big tech themes that I'm putting together, and it's going to be thorough, is identification. The ID market, the authenticator, is growing quite rapidly, doubling in the next three years. And let me give you a quick example of what authentication means. If we could authenticate people, we can completely do away with Twitter trolls. If we could authenticate people, we could do away with misinformation or we could label who it is and not just have people hide behind a Yahoo email address or a Google email address that never gets verified. We know that there's an authenticator called Clear that use biometrics and it uses a background check to make sure that you can walk through security instantly fast at an airport. I have it. I love it. I clear security and snap of a finger. What's interesting about it is I used to get it when I traveled more. Now I'm not traveling much. So it's a service I should turn off. But except they also take it at NFL games now. You don't have to go through security if you have the clear pass. So do you start seeing where clear and identity, and there's one that's publicly traded. I'm not going to tell you now because it's going to be in the Super Secret Podcast that I, I think is very interesting. The, the bad part is it's selling for 30 times. It, it's To invest in it, it's got a metric of 30 times sales, which is really, really high. It's called the price-to-sales ratio. I probably look at Price to earnings for this year, price to earnings expected for next year, price to sales ratio, price to debt, price to equity. Um, There's some ratios that I find very, very important. And the more I talk about them, the more blazed you're going to get. So I I won't. But let's just say identification is super big. And if we can get rid of the trolls, I think that's huge. Uh, child trafficking, I mean, to ha- identify someone on the internet as truly them and not just a, an alias. I don't see how that could be a negative. But again, here I am talking about privacy and then I'm talking about identification on the next one. So Lordstown has been dethroned as a kind of a faux electric vehicle startup for now, as has Nikola. 
that should look pretty good if you are Tesla, except for Ford is going with the most popular vehicle in the world, the F-150 truck, and turning it electric. And that's going to be Tesla's biggest challenge to date. And it looks like a pretty good vehicle. Now, again, we haven't seen it road tested. We haven't seen it real life tested. But from a distance, it's showing off probably as well as Tesla vehicles show off. Last month, lumber was a high sky flying, wonderful investment. Inflation was pushing the futures high, big, huge, up, 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 up. How can we possibly pay this much for lumber? It was a story. Well, guess what? Now this week, a couple weeks later, biggest weekly drop ever. So as demand for home building across America strained supply, sending prices skyrocketing, sawmills have increased output up 5% year over year. Another 5% is expected as they increase output to meet the demand for this historically expensive wood. Since the early 1990s, lumber futures have mostly traded between 200 and 600. It's higher priced labor, not labor, lumber. <laughs> it's higher priced lumber than the new normal. Um, probably not. Starting to pull back already. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. California has come roaring back from the pandemic, adding $1.3 million to its payroll since April. More than Texas and New York and the equivalent of the entire workforce of Nevada. Household income has increased nearly as much as Texas, Florida, Pennsylvania combined. So don't count California out yet. We've created more small jobs. We've created more jobs. We've added more people to payrolls. We're bigger than the entire state of Nevada in the last year. We're kind of rocking it. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and your money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. One of the big stories out there today as far as drama goes. The drama llama. The, the Dalai Lama drama, the Dalai Drama Lama. I don't want to piss off Dalai Lama fans. But DraftKings stock is a big story out on Wall Street today, falling 7% after Hindenburg research reveals short position. I tend to like DraftKings as an idea. It's an app based on gambling. Um, I don't like gambling, but I do see with the pandemic with trillions of dollars of deficits spread across countries, I'm sorry, spread across our country's states, it bothers me. We're just spending egregiously. Not to the point that I'm going to say, well, we're spending so much we're going to go bankrupt. No, 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 no. No, 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 I'm not that guy. But DraftKings fell today. It's been one of the best performers on Wall Street since going public. Hindenburg companies, or compares DraftKings valuation to that of rival firms and questions the company's promotional spend and future potential in the highly competitive sports gambling landscape. I like the stock. I don't own the stock. Um, but I do like the stock. And I use scenarios like this 
as potentially a buying opportunity, not definitively, but potentially. And let me explain a little bit more. Hindenburg is a company that shorts companies. It's a company that looks out for problems. It's a company, it's, it's kind of like the bug exterminator. If you were to call Terminix today, and this is no disrespect to Terminix, but do you think they're going to come in your house for a free estimate and say, you know what? Your house looks squeaky clean. You don't need us. Some way, some shape, some form, some form, somehow, some way, I think they're going to say, there's something we could do to help. Same thing with a company like Hindenburg Research. They're, gonna, they're in the business of finding problems, not in the business of solving problems, finding problems. So I automatically don't like them. But I'm going to listen to what they say. I'm going to see if, if there's some validity in it. They say DraftKings valuation is high. They say their promotional spend is can't be sustained. They see it as highly competitive. Now, I agree and disagree right off the bat. One thing I do know about millennials is that they're on their phones. And if they're going to gamble on a sporting event, like, for instance, Kevin Durant. He's known as Cupcake. He's known as a, the, the best player ever, and yet the softest at the same time. He's very sensitive. So he's the greatest of all time Cupcakes. The, the GOAT CC, or CC the GOAT, right? Um, his teammates, he, he signs on with teams that have you know legends like Steph Curry and um, Draymond Green, the Warriors. Then, you know, after he feels a little bit cupcakey and hurt, he leaves Clay Thompson, Curry, and Green, and goes to the Brooklyn Nets, which, oddly enough, he gets Kyrie Irving and James Harden, another super team, poised to win the championship. And then two of those three get hurt, and now Cupcake has to carry the team himself. He can no longer blame others. He can no longer spread the wealth. He can no longer have a bad night. Super teams down to one. So the betters are all changing. Now, I'm not going to call him GM. If I'm going to bet and say, I wanna, I'm going to bet a dollar against Cupcake. I bet he blows this series. I'm going to do it on my phone. I'm not going to go to a casino. I'm not going to go eat in my computer. I'm going to do it on my phone. I'm kind of calling myself a millennial here. So I'm already starting to see some of the problems with maybe what their research is showing. Now, again, in no way, shape, or form am I going to dismiss their, their negativity. I think everyone has a voice and everyone should be heard, even idiots. I'm not saying they're idiots because I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that's my spectrum. Sports betting companies have boomed since the Supreme Court cleared the way for widespread legalization in 2018. Stocks got an extra boost during the pandemic as some states appear to accelerate the adoption of sports gambling. To help shore up budgets mid the recession caused by the pandemic, you can always tax people who send, people who drink alcohol, people who drink sodas, sugar creates diabetes, diabetes essentially makes fat people or something like that. So you can you can shame the fat people into paying taxes. You can shame the alcoholics into paying taxes. Like you can suddenly put a six pack of beer and like almost say, Well, they're alcoholics. You can suddenly say, Well, they're betting on a game and say, Oh, they're 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 degenerate gamblers. It's bizarre the way we live our, in our society. We're just not even very nice to ourselves. But DraftKings, I will pay attention to this. I agree. The spend is heavy. You can't turn on ESPN without seeing them. But also, I see the beachfront as very early. And if you don't stake ground on the beachfront, 
you're going to get mowed down in the long run. So that's one of the stories out there that I think is pretty interesting. Um, June Gloom. The markets are going to be paying attention heavily to Fed Reserve Chief Jerome Powell. And we are priced for perfection. We're barely hitting new 52-week highs. We're barely doing it. We're not blowing through the numbers like we were last year. We're not marching higher. We're buying on dips, getting back up to the records. We're now creeping higher. Now, it's still higher. And it's not down or sideways. It's higher. But the Federal Reserve tomorrow could change the market for the next couple of months. Could. Not saying they will. Could. If ifs and buts were candy and nuts, oh, what a party we'd have. If the Fed says something hawkish on inflation, we could see a a 5% pullback. If they say, you know, we're going to keep the monetary policy basically non-existent through the end of 2023. If they say that, we can see the markets explode on the upside. You don't, you shouldn't invest in worlds of ifs and buts, in my opinion. But again... I digress. GM is partnering with Wabtac on electric freight locomotives for the rail industry. Interesting. GM, a company you typically think of as toot toot, a car company. They make jalopies. I don't even know what a jalopy is. I don't even know if a jalopy is a type of car. I think it is. But General Motors has signed a non-binding memorandum of understanding to help engineer and supply its battery and fuel cell systems for WebTech auto locomotives. Um, again, part of the electrification of the United States, trying to get away from fossil fuels. WebTech has developed a tested battery electric locomotive called the FLX Drive, which is powered by about 18,000 battery cells. The company says the prototype was part of the $22.6 million grant from California Air Resource Board commercialization of battery or fuel cell-powered locomotives. Again, some of the unintended consequences that we didn't really think about happening with electric vehicles, we were just, oh, it's going to be about cars jumping massively. But it's actually bigger than that. I got an email from Maria yesterday asking me about lithium, investing in lithium. And there's really not a lot of direct ways to invest in lithium. I can tell you on the supply chain side, Elon Musk has done a really good job of securing the components to make solar and to make batteries. So consider that as a play on lithium. But there's also a company called Livent, ticker symbol LTHM, one of the more established lithium companies. In its third quarter, earnings said that they plan to supply higher volumes of lithium to Tesla in 2020 extended its lithium hydroxide supply agreement with Tesla, and further discussions are taking place for a long-term partnership with Tesla. Then there's a company called Sociedad Comicia y Minera de Chile. So a Chilean company or mining company that has some of the largest reserves in the world of lithium. For more than two decades, it's been extracted lithium and improving its process. Um, its stock is up more than 54% this year, ticker symbol SQM, Livent, ticker symbol LTHM, and Tesla are the three that are obvious. Then there is a global lithium and battery tech ETF, ticker symbol LIT. For those of you who think electrification is here to stay, and when I just tell you that uh, 
a locomotive used something like 12,000 plus batteries. It ain't going away. That's one locomotive. So Global X Lithium and Battery Tech ETF, ticker symbol LIT, has over 40 holdings with a market value of about $50 a share. Some of the assets are from China. Again, the, the company that I just talked about, the mining company, I don't know. I've never been to Chile. I've never been into a lithium mine. I don't know if you have to wear a hard hat or if you're wearing a lab coat. I don't know if it's cancerous or if we send little children down in the mines because they could fit in the teeny tiny spaces that, that robots could also, but we send children instead of women because they're too big and men instead of women. No, that's not going to happen. So I know nothing about this industry. I could tell you the, the existential growth. I could tell you the fundamental growth. I could talk about the big picture, but I know nothing about mining. So if I were to probably play the trend, I'd probably do it through the ETF or through Tesla. If that were attractive to me. But keep in mind, you can't directly invest in lithium. You can only invest in the miners and the suppliers. It's not like gold. It's not like silver. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. I've got a new YouTube channel, Rob Black Show, where I interviewed a market strategist yesterday for about 17 minutes. First time it was 25 minutes, so I cut it down. You can check it out today at YouTube under Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. New cars versus used cars. Cars are getting better and better and more durable. It's not uncommon for a car to make it to 100,000, 200,000, and even 300,000 miles now. I have a Toyota Tacoma truck that I completely expect to sell for a decent value when it hits 150 to 200,000 miles minimum. It's holding its value better and longer because it's considered a tougher vehicle, more durable. But also used cars are holding value now because there's a shortage of new cars due to the global semiconductor ship shortage stemming from the pandemic. It's driven shoppers into the used car market, thus increasing prices. Average used vehicle price in the month of May was $20,426, up 4.9% from April and up 46% from last year. That's nuts. That's inflation, Right. When you see that kind of spike, why are used car prices up that much? Because your ability to secure wheels, not good right now. Producer prices rose at their fastest annual clip in nearly 11 years in May as inflation continues to build in the U.S. Prices of grains up 25.7% year over year. Wheat. It's up 25.7%. I saw a market stake at the at the grocery store yesterday, $29.99 a pound. I'm like, I'll take chicken, please. And then, you know, chicken, once it hits $10, I'll be like, I'll take spam. <laughs> I'll take, I'll be a vegan. Clothing and accessory sales, not, not prices, but sales are up 200% from May 2020. Food service and drinking places saw sales up 70.6%. 
Electronic stores, electronics and appliance stores, up 91% in sales. Listen to this nutso thought, and you tell me if you want to put your house up for Airbnb. Airbnb reportedly spends $50 million a year in payouts to guests and hosts, including for counseling sessions, patching bullet holes, and hiring body fluid crews to clean up blood. I've always known that hotels won't tell you if someone's committed suicide in your room, but there's a good chance they have. That's creepy as heck to me. Now, thinking about Airbnb spending money to help arrange flights, accommodation, counseling, it's covered cost to patch bullet holes and find, uh, finding dismembered body parts in a property. Airbnb spends an average $50 million each year to deal with guests and hosts who have bad experiences while using the service. Airbnb has to get our identity correct because if not, let's say I'm Dexter the serial killer coming back to showtime. Let's say I'm Dexter and I just rent someone's Airbnb. I come up with a fake email address and I just dump body parts there in their basement and they're not found for years and years and years. The police are going to go through those Airbnb records to figure out who was there and who wasn't. And that's where authentication comes into high value for companies like Airbnb. Airbnb pays to repair hosts' homes. Current and former employees uh, are talking. They've hired a body fluid crews to clean up blood, bullet holes in host walls, covering costs related to the discovery of dismembered body parts. I love this story, right? In 2015 case where a woman was raped in New York Airbnb by a man who had set a keys to the apartment, Airbnb offered a $7 million settlement that prohibited the woman from suing the company or blaming it for the assault. I have heard, although I have not partaken in, but I have heard that the porn industry sometimes will rent you know, a luxury $10,000 night Airbnb and use it for shoots. And they'll punch holes in the wall trying to get electrical cords to go to air places that they want. And then people are like, wait, 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 wait. And they just walk on it. You can sue us for the minimum damages, but you can't, you know, take us to court. Good luck. People are unpredictable. And as much as we try, bad things happen. So Airbnb, part of their business model has to be like, oh, if, if someone cuts off a head and leaves it in your basement, we'll, we'll come and clean that up. Who knew? Is that fair to say? Oh, that's a that's a that that's a story for me that just it kind of sits there and it lays there. Ford has started shipping the 2021 Bronco. It's pretty cool. Is it a response to Tesla who makes a pretty cool car? It kind of is. Nearly a year after its debut. Ford has started building and shipping the Bronco SUV. I'm pretty sure you're not going to see OJ Simpson as a pitch man on the commercials. Hey, last time you saw me, I was on the interstate running from the cops in a Ford Bronco. That's my OJ impression. I know you're saying don't quit the day job. It's got removable roofs. 125,000 people placed orders for a two-door or four-door Bronco. I guess they're iconic cars. I don't know. I'm not really a car guy. It's not an electric vehicle. 
It's gas powered. Um, it's a throwback to the first generation of the Bronco. There's trail sights on the front fenders that can be used as tie downs. The roof comes in three sections that are quickly removable. You can store the first row of panels on board. The materials were inspired by outdoor gear. It's an attractive looking vehicle. And it's got everything like buttons are finished in rubber so they're protected against dirt and water. They're trying to say go out and off-road on this puppy. But there is a 12-inch screen inside. So it's kind of a little blend of the old and a little blend of the new. And I say welcome. You're an attractive addition to the fleet of cars on the road. Ford found on road dead? I don't think so. They got an F-150 electric vehicle. They got the Bronco. Do they have the right product for the right time? Well, they haven't done a, they don't have a great tracker in the last 20 years, but things are looking up at Ford. Their stock is reflecting it. I'm Rob Black. Find me online at Rob Black Show. I got a great new interview with a strategist at Rob Black Show on YouTube or Instagram. Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black.